Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Happy New Year to everyone around the world. And wherever you might be listening tonight, and however you might be listening, whether it be via SoundCloud, which is our hosting platform, our YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, I'm very grateful that you've tuned in. Continue to follow our updates on our Facebook page, and if you ever want to connect with us via email, it's wsnspodcast at gmail.com. Very simple. So, my goodness, what a phenomenal start to 2023. I, I'm just an update. Um, the play that I tried out for, uh, we are in full swing. For those of you who will be in the area, uh, I am in the play that goes wrong. That'll be at the Sock Theater the first two weekends in February. You're in Jonesville, Michigan. The play that goes wrong started out in the West End in London by a group um, that uh, started out in Mischief Theater. That was the name of their company. And those players uh, came to Broadway in 2017. And when I saw that show for the first time five years ago, uh, coming up on six years ago now, I realized how special it was then. And I said to myself, I'll go see it, absolutely, if it ever comes local. And I'm not a big theater person, but I was encouraged to try out, and I got a part in it, and I couldn't be more thrilled. It's just that uh, juggling between uh, church uh, and uh, my other workplace and then doing this, it's been rough. And we've uh, lost three members now of my church. Um, They've gone home to be with the Lord. And in the last month and a half, close to it, so it's been it's been a wild ride. Uh, my father was giving me some advice about how, you know, you gotta be able to be okay with not getting everything done. If your bed goes unmade or that little laundry doesn't get done, it's okay because you need to prioritize your health. So that that's what I'm trying to do. And you know, th- this this podcast is being recorded pretty late because of that, but it's still something I want to do. Uh, if you want to turn with me, by the way, as I as I get ready to read. Uh, for us tonight from scripture. It's from 2 Timothy chapter 3 is where I'll be at tonight in its entirety. So if you want to turn there or scroll there, however you want, or, or look it up, 2 Timothy 3. Uh, but uh, I, it's just a reminder of just some of the basics in life. And, you know, the title of this episode really is, is very simple about reading scripture. Um, and, you know, your Bible. I want to talk about your Bible tonight and how how much of life can just be boiled down to if you just had nothing but a Bible and, you know, on a desert island, you'd be fine. And I and I, I always kind of sneered and jeered at those comments of like, oh, look at this really goody two-shoes Christian, you know, saying all the good answers, the right answers by having this Bible on the private island. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably what I'd what I would really want to I'm starting to get to that feel because, you know, man shall not live on bread alone. If we really believe that God would provide for us, you know, we'd rather have his word with us. And it sounds cheesy, but for me, the, the older I've gotten, especially now pastoring now into my goodness, my third, I'll be coming up my third complete year, uh, later on this year, good Lord willing that it's a, it's a reminder of things that, all the wisdom, all the things that you think you can conjure up in your own mind are just basically you're you're stealing from scripture at that point. It's it's actually it's it's pretty funny when you when you think of it that way. And you know, it's something for me that um I am so grateful that I was raised in a family that that put an emphasis on reading your Bible. It's not just something that you do when you feel like it or if you feel distant from God. And you know, there are times when you just want to run and in shame 
because you've sinned and you've fallen short. Lord knows I do that every week. I'm I'm a sinner. I need to repent of of my anger, of my my lack of uh, what's what's how do I say it? Lack of uh, contentment. So obviously discontentment there. Sorry about that. Um, other things, um, you know, jealousy. Um, oh, like the, oh, woe is me. And it's like putting myself at the center of my own story again. Like, where's God? I push him out to the fringes. I can't find him. These are some things that have been going through my head. And specifically when I'm tired, when when I'm worn down, it, those are the moments where I find myself obviously susceptible to a lot of those things. And and, I, and a lot of us are, you know, quick tempers, or we're grouchy, we're grumpy, we forget things and we blame others. And I've had to really look at, a different routine for myself, especially in those moments. Uh, but the the thing that is part of all that is not forgetting to get in God's word every single day. So I teased it, but let's uh, go to Second Timothy chapter three, and we can maybe expand upon like why this is so important for us, even when we don't want to, when we're tired, we're sick. Why is scripture, if anything else you add um, or don't, do you add to your life right now or do not take away from your life? Well, you need to keep your reading your Bible daily in there. So the the subheading in this is called difficult times will come. Like, well, well, interesting. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Now, I'm not saying that we're all special in our own our ways, but I mean, we, we could see we could see the fact that, that Satan has a particular stranglehold on this world uh, and people living in different countries have a much greater understanding of that. So verse one, chapter three, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these, for among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth. Men of depraved mind rejected in regard to the faith, but they will not make further progress, for their folly will be obvious to all, just as Jonas and Jambres' folly was also. Verse 10 now. Now you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So this is like a part one and part two. Part one, it's like, look, there's a lot of bad people. And two, hey, I'm trying, you know, as Paul, I'm trying to set an example of all these things, you know, talk about the teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, kind of mimics a little bit of his list in Galatians 5, the fruits of the spirit, you know, and saying, hey, 
you know, if you want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you're going to be persecuted. But knowing what is going to give you life, that salvation, that's something that goes well beyond this life, you know, and that's something that's invaluable, that's scripture. And guess what? It's, it is inspired by God. It's written by God. It's God-breathed, and it's fit for teaching, for reproof, and for correction, and for training in righteousness. Those are the eternal things. I've actually been talking about this more as of late, is these things called the eternal blessings. Things that you invest in that are going to outlive you because you're trying to do a godly work in whatever area of life and relationship that you find yourself in. What are some things that you can teach a child? What are some things that you can invest in the life of a child or a loved one that will be passed down for generations? Living your life by an example in which others will take notice, not so that you may boast in yourself, but that others can see Christ and they can take that and pass it down for generations. You know, whether it's it's keeping a, a simple promise to a child, giving them a gift, maybe at Christmas time, or it's calling a friend you haven't called in a while and saying, hey, you know what? I told you, you, I told you that I was going to call you. I want to be a person of my word. Or, hey, I saw your prayer request on social media. I just wanted to follow up with you on that. How's it going? You know, months later, weeks later, those are some things that, in my opinion, are of the eternal investments because it's something that you're trying to build the kingdom of God and ushering in here and now. And that's how we do it because you have no idea how God can use those things to not just you being the seed planter, but how he's going to cultivate it. We have no idea. But we, we don't give God that chance if we just take it out of his hands. So that is where I, I have been at as of late. And the reason why I can at least say that with some sort of conviction is because I've been reading it in Scripture. And even when I don't want to, even when I find myself tired, you we've got to fall in love with the gospel again as Christians. We have got to be able to put in the time and just like any of us would would not dare say that we love somebody even though we'd never spend time with them or never never call them or ever talk to them like you might be able to say that when maybe distant relatives but you don't really know them at that point can we really say that we know god if we never put in any effort to spend time with him i mean just look at what paul says about scripture here's what it's used for your Bible is accessible at any time of the day through the power of the internet, obviously on your phone, your work computer, or obviously it's still in print. LOL. You can use your Amazon gift card you got from, uh, forgot for Christmas or for your birthday. You have access to these things for free at no cost. What are we doing with these free resources? I mean, the Bible is our word is words of life. It's full of everything that you could possibly need. And the best books besides the Bible, the 66 that are in there, are either commentaries about the Bible or allegories of the Bible, such as Pilgrim's Progress, which is an amazing work of art. Just one of those things I want us to consider because how many of us have, have seen lovers of money, lovers of self, people who are boastful and arrogant, People who revile other people, disobedient kids, ungrateful people, unholy people, unloving, those who don't want to be reconciled because they're too arrogant. What about the gossips, about the people who act without any sort of self-awareness or control? Those who are brutal and violent, haters of good, those are treacherous, reckless, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Can you think of anyone that you've met like that? <laughs> and what's the key to all of it? What, are we going to try to pursue righteousness? Are we trying to practice holiness in our lives? Are we willing to draw lines in the sand if necessary? 
Do we need to change who we're hanging out with? Are, are, is that our friend group, what I just displayed for you and read for you? Is that your friend group? Is that my friend group? Do we need to make changes? These are some questions I want to ask. Get your mind thinking. And guess what? If you want some more answers, continue to read your Bible. I said it a couple weeks ago. Start at Genesis. Go all the way through. Start at Genesis and Matthew. Start going. Add a psalm every day. Add a proverb or Ecclesiastes every day as well. And if you need some help, references, you can write to me. I can help you out through all this. Or you can talk to your local pastor. Hopefully they're a trustworthy person. Thank you guys for your time. Sincerely, Happy New Year. I hope this helps. hope this gets some stuff going on in your mind. I'm excited for where we're going to go this year. Hopefully, you know, here soon we'll get back to some of these interviews. i got a lot line some people up. It's going to be a little bit difficult between now and the play in February. But we have some, we have some things. We have some surprises for you, uh, truly. Some guests that I wanted to interview for a while that are coming up this year. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless you. And may God keep you.